Hey guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. Hi everybody. Stand up. Welcome. We are going to play a quick game. It's a classic game, guys. It's a classic game. It's, it's called Who Said It? And instead of you actually telling me the exact person who said it, you just get to tell me, thumbs up, hero, thumbs down, villain. If you get it wrong, I guess like sit down. I don't know. It doesn't matter. No one wins. Okay, here we go. First quote. You got to tell me, hero, thumbs up, villain, thumbs down. This is the quote. I, I'm the best there is at what I do, but what I do best isn't very nice. There's at least one person in this room that I know knows this. Ready? Thumbs up, hero, thumbs down, villain. Who said it? All right, all right. Guys, that was our boy, Wolverine. He's a little, he's a hero. We're going to say he was a hero. So he was a hero. Great job, great job, great job. What? Yeah. Okay, so ready? Quote number two. Is Rebecca here? The quote number two is, I find your lack of faith disturbing. We got heroes, we got villains. Heroes, villains, heroes, villains. It was a villain, guys. Darth Vader, easy. Mm, he was not a hero. If you think Darth Vader was a hero, we have a lot to talk about later. <laughs> Quote number three. Guys, listen to this one. I'm not looking for forgiveness, and I'm way past asking for permission. Hero, villain. What do you think? Hero, villain, hero, villain. The answer is hero. It was Captain America in Infinity War. Great job. Yeah, it's true. Chris Evans is a hero. It's true. Uh-oh, another quote. What doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. Uh-oh. Hero, villain. Hero, villain. Guys, 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 guys. This is from the greatest superhero movie ever made. And it is a villain. It's from the Joker, guys. It's from the Dark Knight. The Joker, he says it. What doesn't kill you makes you stranger. You know, he says it weird and crazy. Okay. Last quote, last one. This is it. This is for all the marbles. The quote is, I am nothing without this suit. You did exactly what I was trying. I knew you would. Okay. Hero, villain. Guys, it was Tom Holland, the hero. Spider-Man. Great job. Great job. Words, guys, right? I did not throw Robert Downey Jr. in there. No. Guys, I love words. I love reading. I love talking. I love podcasts. And without words, they would be really boring. Like, imagine a podcast without words. It's just two hours of someone's air conditioner on the background. It'd be terrible. I would listen to it at night to sleep. That's what I would do. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's been a lot of very important words, right, said throughout history. Like, some of them have actually changed history. Like, words like, I have a dream. Words like, fourscore and seven years ago. Words like, mm, my fellow citizens of the world. Or, in this life, we cannot do great things. We can only do small things with great love. Or, only a life lived for others is a life worthwhile. Wow, right? Words are special. Words are important. And yes, I did just quote MLK, President Lincoln, President Kennedy, Mother Teresa, Albert Einstein. But honestly, who cares about those guys, right? Let's talk about the quotes that really matter. Quotes from people that really matter, right? The real heroes. And yes, I'm talking about people from superhero movies. Obviously. Let's talk about those quotes. In Batman... Alfred says this. He says, why do we fall, sir? So that we can learn to pick ourselves back up. Wow, profound. Hashtag deep. So deep. Wow. Let that sink in. Wow. Incredible. And of course, the number one greatest quote from any superhero movie of all time, 
may he rest in peace, is from Uncle Ben. And say it together. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, you all knew it. You all knew it. No, 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 no. Not from the rice. Marvel has proven to us that superheroes are here to stay, right? Heroes and villains, that fight is here to stay. Forever, like it's never ending. There's ne they're never going to stop making superhero movies because they are awesome, right? There is something super duper fun about seeing someone with a superpower punch somebody without a superpower, usually. It's a little iffy. Sometimes they do. You know, punch bad guys. It's really great. It's really fun. And yet, I really want a superpower, right? When you watch those movies, when you watch those shows, it makes you want to have a superpower, right? Everybody wants a superpower, and we all know that super speed is the best superpower, so no questions about it. But I have good news for every single person in this room. The good news is that we all do have a superpower. Uh-oh. Yes, we all have a superpower, I really promise. We all have a superpower, and some of us use it for good sometimes. Some of us use it for evil sometimes. So sometimes we're heroes with it, sometimes we're villains with it. Uh-oh, yeah, it's true. Every single person in this room. Look to your neighbor and say, wait, sometimes I'm a villain? And then turn to your other neighbor and say, yeah, probably. Yeah, and then turn to your other neighbor and say, but wait, how do I only be a hero? Wow, such a good question, guys. Thank you for asking me that question because I prepared. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, how we're going to do it. We're in part two of our series called Play Nice, and um, we're learning how to make Apex a great place for everybody. And tonight we are going to talk about the superhero that many of us have, we just didn't even know we had it, and that is the superpower of your words. Now, I know that all of you have perfect brains since you're going to remember exactly everything that I've said, and if you don't have a perfect brain, you're taking notes so that you can remember later on what I'm going to say. And if you're not doing either of those things, then I'm going to tell you the one thing you should really remember tonight, let it stick in your brain, is that your words are your superpower. Just remember that. Or you can also write it down. Write it down in your notes, guys. It's super easy. It's really fun. And we know that with great power comes great responsibility, right? So our words have great power and they come with great responsibility. Every supervillain had the chance to use their powers for good, but they decided to use them for evil. And we all have that same choice to make, right? Are we gonna use our words for good or for evil? I want to be a hero with my words because um, I think it's important that, we, uh, that I uh, use my words for good, right? And if you're a Jesus follower in the room, the reason you want to be a hero with your words is because... Jesus was a hero with his words, right? Every single time Jesus spoke to somebody, he brought, you know, grace and peace and hope to these people around. And if we're a Jesus follower, we want to be like Jesus. So to be like Jesus, we have to be a hero with our words, just like Jesus was a hero with our words, with his words. If you're not, like, super pumped up about Jesus yet, it's okay. He'll get there. Trust me. But even if you aren't super pumped about Jesus, listen up, because tonight we're going to learn a lot of really important information that is going to um, help you in the future with your relationships and um, with like interacting with people around you. So I promise you will get something out of this tonight too. So remember, your words are your superpower, and with that comes great responsibility. And with most important things, the Bible has a lot to say about the power of words. So we are going to jump into the book of Proverbs tonight. So if you have your Bible, you can open up the Proverbs. They're going to be all over that place. Um, Proverbs was written by King Solomon. He was a king of God's people like thousands and thousands of years ago. Um, there's a lot of really cool stories about him, some good, some not so great. Um, but there is this one in the book of Kings where God goes up to him and he's like, hey man, you can have anything. What do you want? And you can tell at this point, like Solomon's known for being this wise guy, not in the way that your mom says you are, but like actually wise, you know? And God asked him, hey, do you, what do you want? And instead of saying a trillion dollars, I would instantly say, if God came up to me and he's like, hey, David, you can have anything you want, I would immediately say, okay, one trillion dollars. 
Easy. Um, but Solomon, already being a little bit wise, knew, like, that's not what I should say. I should ask for wisdom. So he does. He asks for wisdom, and that's why he's known as this guy who has a lot of wisdom. And he wrote a whole book of, like, wisdom poems, and that's what Proverbs is. And we're going to be in there a lot because he had a lot of really cool things to say about the power of our words. Um, so here we go. A lot of them right off the bat. So ready? Stay, stay focused with me. Ready? Proverbs 15.4. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Proverbs 16.4, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, and healthy for the body. Proverbs 18.21, the tongue can bring life or death. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. This one's really fun. Proverbs 25.18 says this, telling lies about others is as harmful as eh, hitting them with an axe, wounding them with a sword, or shooting them with a sharp arrow. Wow. All right, so we can see that there's a lot of power in the words we say, right? That's what these verses are telling us. There's power to bring life. There's power to be sweet to the soul, healthy to the body. Um, those are all really good things. Those are like hero things, right? Those are good things. But there's also, mm, our words can also do things like, I don't know, crush a spirit or be like hitting somebody with an ax. Things that are not so great, more like a villain, right? Um, so clearly, we have to be careful with the words we say because they are a superpower. They have power behind them. And nobody wants to get hit with an axe, and hopefully nobody wants to hit somebody with an axe. Oof. Yeah, so being a hero is always better, right? Because I don't know if you've ever noticed, but at the end of the day, at the end of the movie, most of the time the villain, not doing so great, not doing so hot. So we want to avoid being a villain, and we want to be a hero. So first step to being a hero is what? Super easy, fam. Just don't be the villain, right? The first step to being a hero is just don't be the villain. Super simple. And the Bible... Um, tells us a lot about that controlling our words are going to be tough and it's going to be difficult, but right inside that same book, there's instructions on ways that we can control our tongue and control our words. Um, in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul gives us some advice on our speech, okay? He says this, Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Seems pretty straightforward, right? So, how not to be the villain? Number one, don't use foul or abusive language. Um, some translations will say unwholesome talk, foul or dirty. Um, some of them say corrupting, but you can also put like dishonest, vicious, mean, perverted, or like debased in that. They, they all fit in that category of words not to say. So like, what exactly are these words? Right, They're hateful words. They are dirty words. They are demeaning speech, slander, being rude to someone. It's making the edgy joke that you know, like, I probably shouldn't have made that joke about this group of people or that person specifically. Um, it's lying to people. It's gaslighting people. Those are all things that we should be, Paul's telling us to not do. Those are those words. Those are the words that we want to stay away from. And, and Paul's telling us to stay away from them. He says, simply don't, right? Simply don't, easy. And in Proverbs, we saw why, right? Because the impact of the words that we have, they can cause pain, injuries, they can crush a spirit, um, and if we're being honest, they can lead to death, right? They have the power of life and death. And we don't want that for people around us. And maybe you're thinking, I don't care about the people around us. Okay, well, here's what it says about the person actually using the words, right? So Jesus says this in Matthew 15, 18. He says, but the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. So like, you don't care about the people around you, but if you are the one using those words, they're coming from your heart. And in defile means to poison, soil, impair, tarnish, or infect. And that's nothing that you want. And like Proverbs literally says, it can destroy you. And like I said earlier, the villain rarely gets out of this 
looking good. Valen rarely gets out of this even like alive. So we really don't want that coming up out of us because if, if you have this speech coming out of you all the time, it's a sign that there's something rotten going on inside and you're gonna need Jesus to come in and fix it. So step one to not being the villain is to eliminate foul and abusive language. Step two to not being a villain is eliminating idle words. This comes straight from Jesus in the book of Matthew as well. Um, verse, or chapter 12, verses 13. Wow, verses 36 through 37. 13, wow, I don't know where that came from. He says, and I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. It's pretty straightforward there, right? He's like, what you say, it's gonna get you judged one way or another. So be careful with the words that you speak. Um, so we're gonna have to give an account for every single idle word we speak. So it's time for another classic da 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 which is Dave's definition deep dive. Obviously, obviously, it's uh, Dave's definition deep dive. So idle means without purpose or effect. So idle words are words that are useless, unnecessary, or even careless. That's what those are. Um, and has anyone ever had to take a speech class before? Yes, they're the worst. I don't know if you have or you will eventually, but there are these things called vocal pauses, which are basically words that we say without thinking all the time. I do it a lot. I'm trying to get rid of it, but it's like, um, uh, it's basically whenever your brain's rebooting and you just, something comes out, you know? That's not exactly what Jesus is talking about here. He's not like, hey, you're going to be judged because you said um too many times. No, what he's, what he's saying you're going to be judged on are the words that come out of your mouth that are useless, unnecessary, even careless. And I'm not saying that every single word that comes out of your mouth has to be profound or like completely fully thought out all the time. Like that's not going to be something that we do. But I do think we need to think more before we speak. Because if we think before we speak, our words will not be as idle. And, and I think there's a really easy example to see where the most of the idle words are in our lives. And that is all over social media. I don't know if you've noticed, but people just post zero thought into it at all. Uh, I do it. I'm working on it, guys. You know, I'm a work in progress. I also do it, but it is in the easiest place to just carelessly post. And I should have told you this earlier, but when I'm saying your words, this does include, include typing, so you don't get away with being an internet bully. It's still bad. You know, still villain if you're using just your written words. Same thing. So careless posting is one of the easiest traps of idle words that we can fall into. So we need to be careful to make sure we think before we post. So if it's a joke you're posting, is it at the expense of another group or person, right? Before you post it, you think, what is this joke actually about? If it's meant to be news or facts, did you read more than just the caption? Did you read more than just what the article was called? Or did you see to make sure that it was a really good source? God is asking us to use wisdom when we're posting because we shouldn't be posting carelessly. Is that, you know, Bible thought that you, you shared, is it really from the Bible? Is it really theologically sound? Did you actually read it from the Bible itself or did you just trust an Instagram mom, that it was actually true and from the Bible. Do not post idle words. Do not speak idle words. Think before you speak. Titus 3.9 tells us, just don't get involved in foolish discussions about spiritual pedigrees or quarrels and fights about obedience to Jewish laws. These things are useless and a waste of time. Sometimes when we think about it, we realize simply don't. Simply don't post. Sometimes we just got to not. Sometimes we just have to not say anything. And that is the worst time because I love saying things. And hear what I'm saying again. You, it just doesn't mean that you can't post funny nonsense memes that don't mean anything. Because I truly think that we need more joy and laughter in the world. So if this really is a funny post that makes you laugh, post it right away. People need to laugh. People need joy. But just make sure that it's not hurting a group of people or a specific person. 
Like if it's an inside joke and you know it's going to hurt somebody specifically, think about it before you post it because you will be judged by every idle word that you speak. Okay, well, next step to not being a villain. So we've covered, you know, not speaking out of words. We talked about not using foul or abusive language. And now we're talking about one thing. What else? We're going to eliminate spilling the tea. I'm sorry, guys. It's true. It's sad for me because I love spilling the tea. But the more I read about it, the more I'm you got to not do it, guys. It's so, the Bible is very, very clear on this. Okay, so if you've ever started a conversation with like, you know, I want to tell you something, but like, you know, maybe you don't tell anybody else, or like, I'm not 100% sure about this, but I did hear, or like, did you hear about doing, you know. If any of your conversations are starting like that, that is gossip. Straight and simple, that's easy. And... Most gossip isn't the full truth, and if it is the full truth, it's not spoken in love or in a way that's helpful to anyone. It's just there for no constructive purpose. It's basically out of words, right? So eliminate spilling the tea. And here's one thing that really hurt me, is that the heart of gossip, where it's usually motivated from, is from envy, anger, bitterness, or insecurity. So when you are the one spilling the tea or receiving the tea in joy, just remember, uh-oh, it's probably because you're insecure, and that's that one hit deep. Okay, oof. Here's what else the Bible has to say. Proverbs has a lot to say about gossip, so let's jump into this. Ready? Proverbs 16:28 says this: A troublemaker plants a seeds or seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. It's true, guys. I've seen it happen. I've seen a group of friends. I've seen tea be spilled between them, and then someone gets hurt, and then the friend group gone forever. Bye gossip. Yikes. Okay, Proverbs 20, 19. Um, it says, a gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang out with chatterers. If you are the one spilling the tea, no one can trust you. If you have a friend that's constantly spilling the tea, don't trust them. They're just going to spill it to somebody else. Do you want to be a trustworthy person? Stop spilling the tea. Easy. Okay, Proverbs 26, 20 says this, fire goes out without wood, and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. So if quarrels disappear when gossip stops, that implies the fact that quarrels appear when gossip starts. Guys, your words are your superpower, and they can bring destruction down on you and your friends and your relationships with everyone. And spilling the tea, gossip will do that faster than anything else. It's really scary because it's really fun, but then all of a sudden you turn around and everyone's gone because things can get ruined very quickly because it's a superpower. Okay. So we found out three ways not to be a villain, but we got to figure out how to be a hero. So let's read Ephesians 4 29 again. It says this, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. So instead of being the villain and using foul and abusive language, which includes gossip and out of words, Paul is telling us here to use good, helpful words that will encourage others. This feels way more upbeat, right? Let's, let's get into the more upbeat, fun stuff here. Okay, so it's time to be a hero, and here is how. Use words that edify. Okay? Uh-oh, time for another Dave's definition deep dive. Another one. Edify. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? It means to build up, instruct, or improve. So words that edify will bring encouragement to those who hear him, just like the verse says, right? They're going to build up. They're going to instruct. They're going to improve. Because remember, your words are your superpower, and when used correctly, they can benefit others. To actually be a hero with our superpower, we need to make sure that our words are good, helpful, and bring encouragement. I don't know if you've ever paid attention to marathons when they're run or like long distance races, like if you've gone to high school track and field or anything. It, there's something interesting that happens in the crowds at these events, and it's just that they cheer for everybody. 
they are constantly cheering. Like, it doesn't matter who they're there for. When a runner runs past, they're like, let's go. Because they know that running a marathon, just participating, takes all of the effort that you can manage. And participating to get it done quickly, that's even more effort, right? It takes maximum effort to get through. And so people are constantly cheering them on because they need the encouragement to keep going. Same thing in life, guys. Life is not a sprint. It is a long marathon. And every single person is going to need encouragement to make it through and complete it well. So that's what we should be doing constantly. Use words that edify. Be encouraging to someone. When someone does something cool or does something that you appreciate, just tell them. Be free with your encouragement. Be free with your appreciation to people because it will, your words are a superpower, so it will make a difference in their life. There is a little bit more to being a hero than just saying nice words, right? It's a little bit more than that. Um, we're going to look past the what, right? So what we're saying are these nice words, words that edify, good words, helpful words, and we're going to look at the why we are saying these things, right? Are you using your words so that you can love others? Are you meeting a need with your words? Because Jesus is not calling us to simply replace bad words with good words, right? Instead of saying, I hate you to someone, I say I love you. That's not what he's saying to do. He's saying to actually love people. He tells us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. He tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves. The easiest way to do that is with our words, is using the superpower of our words. And sometimes, that means you're going to have to speak truth to some people, okay? Heroes speak truth, but heroes speak truth in love. As a Jesus follower, it's important that your words are true, right? That is part of being a Jesus follower, is that we're speaking the truth to people. But it's super important the way you speak truth, because there are certain times and there's certain places, and there's like, you know, certain ways to tell people the truth. It's not just always blunt, because the truth can be wielded like an axe and cut people down, but it can also change someone's life. Here's like an easy, stupid example that's like super light, but you can apply it to other things, okay? So say you're at a party, and you look across the room, and your friend's there, and they bite into their pretzel. Uh-oh, it was cheese-filled, and some cheese ends up on their shirt. They don't notice, though, right? So you're across the room, you notice this. They're in a room full of people. You can either, A, walk up to them and be like, uh-oh, it looks like little baby boy spilled something on his shirt and point it out in front of everyone, or you can pull that person aside and say, hey, man, just so you know, you got some cheese on your shirt. Best thing you can do, go up to the bathroom right now. I'll give you, like, you know, here's a Tide wipe, or here's, you know, just use some cold water. Some people do. Some people do. But you see, those were both true facts. Those were both spoken truths, but one was spoken in love at the correct time in the correct place, and the other one was spoken harshly like an axe. Right? Do you see the difference there? So if you are serious about being a hero and loving other people, the easiest and probably um, most powerful way to start is with using your words. Nothing is more likely to affect your relationship with others than the way you speak to them and about them. It's super important the way we use our words. And doing what God asks us to do means that we are going to make sure that we are speaking good and helpful words to people. We're going to stop and we're going to think before we do that. So do, do foul and abusive words encourage people? Nope. Those types of jokes and language never encourage anyone. Do idle words do that? No. They are often not actually true. And if they are, they're often not spoken in love. Because if you're just saying something without thinking, it's very hard to speak the truth in love. And while spilling the tea can be fun... Gossiping has never been good or helpful to anyone, and it also isn't the truth most of the time. So don't be a villain. Get rid of the garbage. And if I'm going to be honest, many of the words we say and like getting rid of that stuff is going to be hard because it is 
a habit, right? You get into work, you, 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 you know, hang out with your friends, and immediately you all start gossiping. Immediately you start spilling the tea about what's going on. It's going to take a lot of work to fix the way that we speak. But remember, Jesus isn't just asking us to speak well and replace bad language with good language. He's asking us to think differently about the way we communicate. And once we fix our thinking, then our habits are going to follow. Once we, once we fix the way we think about people around us, then our habits will follow. Um, Maya Angelou is a very well-known poet and once wrote, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. So when a person walks away from you, are they feeling loved? Are they feeling encouraged? Are they feeling hopeful? How have your words impacted them? So remember this, guys. We live in a very dark and oftentimes like scary world right now. And so the power of our words is important because sometimes the power that you speak, the encouragement you speak to someone is going to be that little hump they need to get through the day. And sometimes if you speak like a villain, it'll be the one that makes them decide, maybe this isn't it anymore. At any moment, you don't know what the people around you are going through, so we need to make sure we're always speaking like a villain because you never know how dark someone's life really is and how they might need that encouragement more than you can understand. And like the verse says, we hold the power of life and death when we speak. Our words do. So before you speak, ask yourself this question. Is what I'm about to say encouraging? Or even more basic, how is this going to make them feel, right? Easy questions that you can ask yourself before you start to talk, before you post. Ask yourself those questions. Am I going to be the villain today? Am I going to be the hero today? It might be a struggle at first to change, but the more you do it, the easier it will be. And remember, like I said, Jesus said when we speak, it comes from our hearts. So an easy way to help us be the hero more is to be Spend time with Jesus in his word, spend time with Jesus praying, spend time in worship, because God will put good things into your heart. He'll put love into your heart, he'll put understanding and encouragement into your heart, and when that's in your heart from God, what is in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. So he'll overflow it in your heart, you'll feel so much love, so much encouragement from God, that you can't help but speak that way to other people. You can't help but be the hero in the situation instead of the villain, because God has put so much love, joy, peace, and encouragement into your heart. Right? This fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, justice, self-control. He'll give you all those things. He promises he will, and he will. And I feel like I say it all the time, right? I say, just read the Bible and pray. It'll make everything, you know, a little bit better. And it's true. I promise you it's true. It, it feels like I'm copying out, telling you, like, that's, like, the, the best thing for you to do, but it truly is, because God gave us the tools to be heroes to everyone around us. And imagine a room filled with heroes. I know Pastor Chris believes that that's what Apex should be and what it could be, but it starts with each of us deciding to think before we speak. It starts with us using our superpowers for good. It starts with us asking the questions, is this encouraging? How is this going to make someone else feel? Most of us are going to be faced with situations before we even leave the room where we're going to have to choose between being a villain or a hero. What are you guys going to choose? God, we thank you so much that you gave us the superpower of words. We thank you that we do have the ability to encourage someone to give them hope because you first encouraged and gave us hope. So God, I pray that right now you help us make the decision every single day, every single moment to stop. Think about what we say. Think about what we post and then be the hero in the situation, to use our words to honor you, to use our words to point people to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.